Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. It's time to reconnect with Tennis Paradise in the California desert. And we've got plenty of big stars and high-stakes action on day three of the BNP Paribas Open. Thursday's blockbuster went the distance. Sloan Stevens took the first set, but 2018 champion Naomi Osaka responded with a combination of power and poise to prevail. Plus, three-time Indian Wells champ Rafa Nadal arrives with an undefeated record this year. We'll show you which young American is Rafa's first opponent. And today's guest is an Indian Wells champ, a major champ, a new mom, and the newest member of our Tennis Channel family. Caroline Wozniacki joins us in studio. All those stories, plus much, much more on this desert edition of Tennis Channel Live. Let's go. It's another day in tennis paradise. Welcome to TC Live at the BNP Paribas Open, our one-hour pregame show to get you ready for first ball every morning here in Indian Wells. It's been said that the desert tells a different story every time one ventures on it, and today those stories play out in real time. Our featured matches include a couple of British major champions in Andy Murray and Emma Raducanu, Ali Risk goes for her third straight win against Garbina Muguruza. Plus, Americans Coco Goff, Brandon Nakashima, and Madison Keys all in action today. And some of the players getting ready out on the practice court. Coco has a seed that nearly matches her age. The 16 seed still 17 years old for a couple more days. Hopes to celebrate her birthday here in the desert by making the second week here for the very first time. How about Iga Sviantek has started the season on fire, tied for the most wins on tour, and has already made the same number of semifinals in the first two months as she did all of last year. Andy Murray just one hour away from taking the court on Stadium One. He is back in the top 100, received a wild card, and is a very dangerous floater as a former world number one and a future Hall of Famer. With that, we bring you inside Stadium One. Welcome you onto our BNP Paribas desk. You can see us through the windows. Welcome to TC Live, Steve Weissman, back with my Grand Slam champion friends, Chanda Rubin, Paul Anacone. Paul, what does the weather app say today? Well, you heard it whistling, right? In some I did, the, I did the, hear the, that. The weather's whistling. <laughs> P-Cone weather app says it's going to get windier as the day goes on. And you think it's going to get windy? Wait till you see the hot shot that we got today mm. about the wind. It's okay. going to be a fun one. Uh, that, that That's was, a tease right there, Steve. I'm, I'm, lear- that was I'm learning blow the biz. Into the show a little bit later. <laughs> I'm learning the biz. Uh, Chanda, yesterday the American men, they showed out 6-2, and two, and one of those losses was from Friendly Fire. Yeah, it was an incredible day, so successful, and I was really impressed with Seb Korda and how mature he played uh, yesterday evening against Kokonakis and, and just confident tennis. But you know who stole the day yesterday, Steve? I, I think I do. I think you know Chris Eubanks. <laughs> uh, how fun was he? He was so excited after winning his first-round match, came through qualifying, worked so hard against Maxime Cressy. That was the one match you talked about, Friendly yeah. Fire. Uh, so one American went down, but so nice to see uh, Chris Eubanks really come through big. Yeah, all in all, it was a great day to watch tennis because I love watching the players have to deal with the adversity. It was so rough out there with the wind to see Sloan and Osaka battle through it. Kyrgios did a good job. Just a lot of fun to watch players problem solve. And uh, according to my app, it's going to be windy again. Have I told you that? <laughs> so we're going to see more of that today, Steve. The app that doesn't exist gets more <laughs> press than anything else on TC Live. Let's get you caught up on the action from yesterday the first round match that everyone was talking about couple grand slam champions naomi osaka sloan stevens facing off for the third time there was lots of wind and the momentum chanda swayed back and forth it absolutely did a topsy-turvy match naomi osaka got up 3-1 sloan stevens though came firing back reeled off five straight games to close out the first set a few more errors from osaka helping uh, stevens at the end of the set but in the second naomi fought back did not go away started making more 
more of her shots, giving herself more margin. And in the win, that is especially important. Started taking the racket out of Sloane Stevens' hands at times and made it a very clean performance to take the second set 6-1. This was one of the more successful times at the net for Osaka. Gave her that added boost. But again, Steve, it's swayed again in this match. In the beginning of the third set, Sloane Stevens up to love with a chance here to go up three love and this was a real turning point in the match again for Osaka she held firm on serve hit some big serves to get herself out of trouble and kept that momentum going and Stevens she got a little bit passive allowing Osaka to step in and control the middle of the court that way and when she had these shots in her line of sight Osaka she didn't back off and that really helped her get through this match in tough conditions. First win over Sloane Stevens for Naomi. Big win, but still has a lot ahead of her. Like, of course, you think about wanting to win slams and wanting to be number one or two or three or five, whatever. Um, but I think, like, where I am right now, I'm just really happy to, like, have gotten in without a wild card, if that makes sense. Like, I don't know. It's really... It's taking me for a loop, but um, I think that I really needed to be where I am right now. I think the other players are more worried about my ranking than I am, if that makes sense. <laughs> I, I love hearing that from, like from Osaka. Yeah. Uh, I'm not worried about it. Y'all are worried about yeah. it. <laughs> you don't want to see her kind of floating around in the draw. No. I mean, it, it was, look, it was really interesting to watch it because Sloan did such a nice job kind of wrestling momentum once she got down. And I was wondering what was going to happen with the wind because it was so breezy. Was Naomi going to be able to hit through the court, as Chanda said yesterday? And give her credit because she hung in there one point away from being down 3-0 in the third. And like you said, Chanda, Sloan, a couple balls dropping a little short. And then Osaka gets her confidence and gets on a roll after the decisive second set when she had gotten down in the third. So a lot of roller coaster stuff, which isn't uncommon when there's a lot of craziness in the conditions. Since she was fighting for her life out there, playing against Sloan and the win, yeah. what impressed <laughs> you the most with the way she was able to turn around that final set? You know, I think one of the things I noticed in that match was how hard uh, Naomi Osaka was working mm -hmm. with the legs and to get her body in position. You know, she gives up a little bit in the speed department against Sloan Stevens, but, you know, with the work she did, she kind of made up some of that ground. And Whenever she had opportunities to step in and attack the middle of the court, she did. At one point, Sloan had made, I think, just about every first serve, had only missed one first serve, but was only winning like 35% of points on her first serve. And part of that was because of how passive Stevens was and how aggressive Osaka was being. So I was impressed in, in those two areas. Rest of the field needs to look out. Veronica Kudermatova is yeah. up next for Naomi Osaka. Yesterday, Bo, we had three All-American matchups, including Amanda Anasimova and Emma Navarro. A couple 20-year-olds, one who went straight to the pros and has been very successful. Another who plays college tennis and is the reigning NCAA champ, Chanda. Yeah, it was impressive, you know, seeing Emma Navarro out there battling, but didn't get off to a really good start. And a lot of that had to do with Anasimova stepping in, hitting confidently through big lanes, moving the ball and just has more experience, even though they're the same age at, you know, different points in their career at, at this stage. And Anna Samova played like the informed player she is. She's had a terrific start uh, to this year, and it helped her, uh, Anna Samova, on serve. She never faced a break point. She could swing away a little more freely, and that came to bear more and more as the match went on. Nice to see Navarro kind of work her way into those two sets, but just too strong from Amanda Anna Samova. 53 minutes away work sets up an enticing second round affair against Layla Fernandez the two youngest title winners of the year on the men's side Paul Nick Kyrgios playing under the lights against 21 year old Sebastian Baez but it was the Aussie who said he feels younger fresher and healthier making quick work of the Argentine I'll tell you what Nick hasn't played hardly any tennis the last couple of years so to see him this sharp was incredible big serving did not get broken saved all of his break uh, points that he faced. I think it was four for four. He served 75% in the wind. 
and there's so much talent in the Curios racket. It is so much fun to watch him when he's zeroed in. His mind is right. Had a couple little grumbles early on, but he fought through it. Baez is going to be a heck of a player, but you can tell with not a lot of firepower, he was totally at the mercy of what Nick Kyrgios was doing. Patience, persistence, and offensive tennis, and the Australian gets through. Hit 12 aces in this match and appears to be in a solid place on and off the court. Uh, felt good. Um, just excited to be back here at this tournament, to be honest. Like, it's been a couple of years, obviously, from the pandemic and just taking time off and just getting my mind and body right. Um, body feels as good as it's ever felt. So um, I feel like I'm moving and playing really well. It was a, it's good to be back. I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not saying I'm going to win any new Wells or I'm trying to make semifinals again of Miami. And, you know, like, if I do that, that's great. But I got those normal human issues that I'm just trying to overcome every day and then try and play a bit of tennis on the side. Wrote B positive on the camera. Said he was just going to enjoy some doubles with Tanasi today. Well, how about Tanasi? Nick's buddy, Grand Slam winning doubles partner, Kokonakis playing Seb Korda. Last match of the night, rematch from Delray Beach this year when Korda won in straight sets, Paul. Yeah, this was a fun one to watch. Kokonakis' first title down in Adelaide, starting to play some great tennis. You mentioned the doubles title. And Seb Korda coming off his debut as a Davis Cup player in altitude. So beginning of this tournament is going to be tricky, but not for Seb Really good start, 6-3 first set, flat, clean ground strokes coming in. Look at the pickup here on that good pass. Does such a good job around the net for a big guy. Good racket control. The two-hander is one of the best in the business. And he looked under control, controlling the rally from the back of the court. Have a little feel in the wind. A nice little drop shot from Seb Korda. Tomasi really couldn't get a ton going. I was a little surprised because I thought the forehand in the wind would be a good weapon. But great night for Seb Korda. Some terrific tennis. Love the emotion there at the end from the young American. He gets a rematch with his hero, Rafa Nadal. They met a couple years ago in Paris. And after the match, Sebi asked him for an autograph, right? A huge fan, lost in straight sets. This time, he has a chance to sign that camera lens after the match, Chanda. Yeah, I think you know, Seb Korda is going to go in with a, a different mindset, and certainly on the hard courts, it's not the red clay and, and playing Nadal where he's even has an even greater uh, advantage sure. against the field. I think he'll enjoy these conditions. He went through a match last night in tougher conditions with the wind. If it's a little bit calmer, I think that should also help. But I was just impressed with how solid Korda was throughout that match. At one point, Kokonakis started playing better tennis and Korda just matched his level and got a little bit better and that is the true sign of a player ready to play consistently at the top of the game winning against the players he should beat and playing that kind of comprehensive tennis so impressive stuff and I'm looking forward to that uh, the Nadal match yeah it's going to be a lot of fun and Seb's a different player now a couple of years later a little bit more mature Rafa's first match here hasn't gotten into match rhythm yet but uh I think Rafa's doing pretty well so far in 2022, so he's got a lot of confidence. But for Seb on a hard court, if he hits his targets on his serve um, and then can get first strike in, he's got a good chance. The most important thing in this match for Korda is to impact the Nadal serve early on. Don't get passive. Don't just start rallies. Be the one that's dictating play from the first strike. Um, Going to be really interesting to watch these guys play their little chess match out there. Can't wait for that one. A little cat and mouse out there. Uh, Sebi's got a cat named Rafi, Rafa after Nadal. A lot of confidence for the Spaniard coming in perfect, but there are still some concerns. Take a listen. If you tell me if the, if, if the foot is not a worry for me anymore, it's not true. Uh, I am worried about my, my foot every single day because, uh, as I say, I have an injury that we can't fix. So... Let's see uh, how the things evolve. For the moment, I can't be happier about the things, how, how are improving. But uh, at some point, I'm going to need to do a little bit more treatment and uh, maybe stop for, uh, for a little while. I need to find the right balance between competing uh, and uh, fi finding the, the moments to, to stop and to, to do the things to, to try to play as long as possible. Says he has a problem that they can't fix, and yet uh, the best start literally in his career ever, 15-0, three titles, now 21 majors. Uh, what's your reaction to hearing that? Well, I think that's normal, and I actually heard him talking about that earlier, earlier on, how happy he was to get the procedure done and to feel healthy. 
But I, I think he realizes he's never in the clear, and particularly at his age. Look, we've seen what Rogers had to go through, initial knee issues, then more knee issues. And, and at this stage in your career, you have to be really smart, and you have to think one step ahead. And that's what Nadal's doing right now, which is so admirable, right? He's going to have to reassess and reevaluate what he wants to do, how much he can play to find the balance of really playing enough to stay match sharp, but not too much where he doesn't push himself over the edge. And the most important thing is to do it in a periodized way so he's playing his best tennis at the most important times in the calendar. Yeah, I think sometimes you know when you have ongoing issues, physical issues, a little bit of an injury, something that's nagging, which a lot of players do at different points. But this seems to be a little bit more uh, in, in terms of the foot with Nadal. And we heard a bit at the end of last year, that was why he cut the, the year off, uh, trying to deal with that. It's amazing when you think about him continuing to have to deal with something that takes up clearly part of uh, his his mindset, what he has to consider, what he has to think about, and he's still able to play this kind of tennis. I mean, it just goes to how high his tennis IQ is, how he understands his game, and maybe a part of it is that, you know, he can relax a little bit more knowing he's done everything, that he just has to deal with it, he has to manage it, as you mentioned, Paul, figure out how to set the best schedule to maximize, you know, the different times of year. I think it's been pretty impressive, and, you know, just waiting to see what Nadal continues to do the rest of this year. It's remarkable and uh, cannot wait to see Nadal in action. His first match at Indian Wells Saturday against Seb Korda. Rafa, a three-time champion here in the desert. Caroline Wozniacki won it back in 2011 and the newest member of the TC family will join us later in the show. Tell us how broadcast life is going. Plus, Novak Djokovic back on court, but not the one you might expect. You don't want to miss the DraftKings daily special parlay and an insane hot shot you've got to see to believe. But first, despite a losing record since taking the U.S. Open, Emiratikanu is still winning over the tennis world. Our experts on what to expect from the teenage sensation here at Indian Wells. TC Live is brought to you in part by DraftKings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and new customers can bet $1 and win $100 if any point is won. Not in a sportsbook state? Download any of the apps and play for thousands every day in DraftKings free-to-play pools. Use code POINT when you sign up. And buy Tennis Express. We deliver tennis right to your front door. Order today, ships today. And Flonase Allergy Relief. Spraying Flonase daily stops your body from overreacting to allergens all season long. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Chanda Paul, Steve, back on TC Live. We've got multi-network coverage of Indian Wells beginning at 2 p.m. Eastern. Leif Shiris and Tracy Austin have the call of Iga Sviantek and Angelina Kalinina, followed by Benoit Pair and Dominic Kupfer. T2 coverage for our Samsung TV owners continues until 9 p.m. Eastern. A reminder, go to Tennis.com to get all the information you'll need to follow the BNP Paribas Open from Indian Wells. Right now, John Burcock writes what Daniil Medvedev must do at Indian Wells to keep that number one ranking and how superfan Lawanda Watts became the most coveted photo in the desert. Now it's time for the Bloomberg Business Report. This is a special Bloomberg update for Tennis Channel. The top story we are following today is the intersection of sports and business. British football and Russian sanctions collide as oligarch Roman Abramovich tries to sell his Chelsea football club under intense pressure. Now, Chelsea has been banned from selling new tickets, merchandise, trips, or even beer under the U.K. sanctions. However, some are saying that the whole club could be allowed to be sold if the British government gets to run the process and to divide the proceeds. Meanwhile, buyers for the club, valued at about $3.5 billion, are lining up on both sides of the Atlantic. Now, on this side of the Atlantic, America's national pastime baseball, a 99-day strike has been settled. 
Baseball owners get more playoff games and more leeway to sign players. The players will get higher starting pay and bigger bonuses for younger players. Regular season play ball can be heard on April 7th. From New York, Abigail Doolittle, Bloomberg News. Thanks, Abigail. Baseball is back. Andy Murray looking to hit a home run today. He is taking on Taro Daniel. The Brit looking for career win number 700. Top of the hour. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back at the U.S. Open last year. Emma Raducanu went from hoping to replace a lost pair of AirPods to finding new fame with millions of followers singing her praise in surround sound. As John Wertheim reports, the first qualifier to win a Grand Slam now has major expectations. Call it the Great British Breakthrough, and then call it one of the great and most unlikely tennis stories of this generation, or any really. From Great Britain, Emma Raducanu. Last August, Emma Raducanu, then 18, qualified for the 2021 U.S. Open. What an achievement, right? Uh, Yeah. She then reeled off seven main draw matches to take the title. Suddenly, Emma Raducanu, who started the event ranked outside the top 100, had done what Sasha Zverev, Stefano Tsitsipas, Karolina Pliskova, Madison Keys, and hundreds of other more experienced players had never done. She won a major singles title. If her ranking and place in the game was suddenly altered beyond recognition, so was her profile. Last August, she was playing a small event in Landisville, Pennsylvania. Last September, she was at the Met Gala. And as a Canadian-born, British-raised daughter of a Chinese mother and Romanian father, Radicanu became an emblem for globalization and for Gen Z. And brands took note. By year's end, she was a face of Tiffany's, Evian, Dior, British Airways. The question now is, now what? She changed coaches, and she has endured attention, both in the media and on social media, usually befitting an A-list celebrity. Hello, world. She is now ranked in the top 20, and as Serena Williams was often fond of saying, the hunter has become the hunted. It's a lot to process, a lot of change and turmoil, happy turmoil, for a player who still doesn't turn 20 until November. It's all part of a journey that already has a trajectory all its own. All right, thank you, John. Taking a look at our Zip Recruiter player resume. You know what she's done. First qualifier ever, man or woman, to win a major fewest major appearances before winning that first Grand Slam title, started the U.S. Open, 150 in the world, finished at 23. Just one win this year, three and six since winning the U.S. Open. So, Chanda, what would make a successful sunshine double for Emma Raducanu? Yeah, I think for Raducanu, it's about building. And, you know, we keep having to remember that she's only 18, but even more than that, she has so little experience still at tour level. She's played so few main draw tour level matches, and that's part of what she's dealing with, having to gain that kind of experience against against different styles of opponents at this level and still kind of building her game as well. You know, one of the things she did so well in winning the U.S. Open coming through qualifying was her ability to be solid from the ground to play in these different areas of the court, but to move the ball confidently and consistently as well. She doesn't have a big weapon, but I think it's the sum total of her game. She's got to, you know, settle in and get some of that belief and confidence back and just build match by match. I mean, literally, I think she's just got to take it, you know, one step at a time uh, because it's not easy winning a major, having all the eyes on you and still not quite, you know, having the full experience yet. Yeah, I think the biggest challenge for every player is their developmental process, and, and every player's developmental process is different. And you look at what Emma Raducanu has gone through and the meteoric rise, you look at the tennis and you go, okay, that's tennis, and she did that, 10 great matches, won the U.S. Open. What we don't see is every moment of every day behind the scenes, the management of her life and her career and all the things that she's juggling, and she went from an obscure teenager to try to make a living on the tour to becoming a global icon in two weeks, and come 
coming from the UK where there is so much focus. There are so many newspapers, so many journalistic outlets. This young lady has so much on top of her that everyone is evaluating every half step she makes. And she's not even 20 years old. Okay, so we have to take a deep breath. It's a great thing that she achieved. But in terms of her development, we've got to give her a little bit of time. She's going to lose a bunch of matches. It's fine. But you don't win 10 matches in a row like that in a major and not be a great player. She did it meteorically. It was unbelievable to watch. But now we all have to take a deep breath. Let her just play. Let her win some matches. Let her lose some matches. She's going to be okay. She has to find that balance between business, between professional life, between personal life. That is the biggest Mm. balance that every great player has to accomplish. And for a teenager, it's really challenging. But she'll get there. Yeah, certainly a balancing act for Emma Raducanu. Takes on Caroline Garcia today, former world number four. And Emma is the favorite in this match. How important is it for her to get a victory today? Totally unimportant. Totally unimportant. In the macro picture, and I'm talking with my coach's hat on. Uh, I don't have it, but my coach's <laughs> hat on because it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm a macro person when I look at the development of a player. It would be great if she won today. If she doesn't win to me, it has zero impact on her macro career. And the thing is, we like to react to the immediate stuff. That's part of what our job is. But when you look at the development of that player, you have to look at the sum total of all the parts. This is one little piece of a puzzle. It's a long year. It's a longer career. Let's put the process in place and just live it every single day, and the winning and losing will take care of itself. Yeah, you'd look at Raducanu as a favorite on paper, but in terms of the sum total of, of what they've each done throughout their career, this is a toss-up match. And for Raducanu, she's just got to approach it as another match, another opportunity to build, get a bit more experience, do the things under pressure that she needs to do uh, to work on her game, and hopefully she can play a good match. That, I think, is the most important thing. The winning and losing is not really. I hosted a charity event with Emma a couple days ago. She was playing mixed doubles with Alexander Zverev. They, they beat Kasper Rudin and Vika Azarenka. She was in great spirit. She actually hit Vika with a volley in the body. <laughs> she hit Casper in the back of the head with a return. And then at a reception so a couple nights ago, friends. she almost <laughs> ran over Chanda Rubin on a bike. I mean, I, I'm just happy to be a part of it, Steve. Part she is ready to take players out of this draw. <laughs> Let me tell you, Emma Raducanu is here and ready to do work. Taking on Caroline Garcia, 4 p.m. Eastern today, right here on Tennis Channel. When we come back, the newest member of the TCF. Oh, she's got hey. the pin. Ready to go, Caroline Wozniacki, joining myself and Chanda Rubin. Paul already got the interview, the exclusive right there. Back on TC Live, our featured matches include a couple of British major champions and Andy Murray and Emma Raducanu. Ali Risk goes for her third straight win against Garbina Muguruza, plus... We've got Americans Coco Golf, Brandon Nakashima, and Madison Keys in action. But first. Wozniacki wins this dramatic duel in the desert. The first player from Denmark to win a Grand Slam title. Caroline Wozniacki. This is her dream come true. She's talked about this for years and years. We welcome in our new teammate, 2011 Indian Wells champion, former world number one, Caroline Wozniacki, to the Big Desk debut on TC Live. So great to have you here. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Amazing. So obviously uh, now commentating, broadcasting, we've been waiting a while to have you as part of the family. It's good to have you. What was it like calling your first match with Pam and Lindsay? It's fun. I mean, they're so great at, at commentating and obviously seeing everything from the other side. It's, uh, it takes a little getting used to, but I, I think I'm doing okay. You've been doing a terrific job, and it seems like you're settling in, getting more and more comfortable. Today you're going to call the Muguruza Risk match. We saw Muguruza make another big breakthrough at the end of last year, winning the Tour Finals. What do you think she needs to do to regain that major champion form? I think she knows what to do. Um, she's obviously won the biggest at the biggest stage, and she's beaten all the best players in the world. So, you know, sometimes in, in a career, it just goes a little up and down. But I think playing today against risk and, and getting a great rhythm, playing on a court that maybe isn't the fastest, where you can really get in position, get your way, and play your way into the tournament, I think will be a great start. 
Well, another uh, interesting storyline last year was Emma Raducanu. Kind of came out of nowhere, came through qualifying to win the U.S. Open. You know what it's like, how your life can change after winning a major. What advice would you give to her at this stage in her career? I mean, she's so young. She played incredibly at the U.S. Open, and I think nobody expected her to go all the way, and I don't think she did either um, until standing there with the trophy. But what she did was exceptional, and obviously with that comes a lot of media attention, pressure, um, sponsorships, and a lot of off-court opportunities. And I think for her, um, she she looks to be a very hard worker and, and just keep going and keep improving. And, um, you know, now people know how she's playing, so it's going to be more difficult. She has a target on her back. Uh, but go out there and enjoy what you're doing. Have fun with it. And uh, the results are going to come, no doubt. We're here on TC Live with the newest member of our Tennis Channel family, Caroline Wozniacki. And speaking of teenagers, Carol, we've got Coco Goff. Turns 18 very soon. You made your first major final when you were 19. So what, what are the expectations for Coco this year? I mean, I can't believe that she's only turning 18. I feel like she's been around <laughs> for so long. Um, but, you know, she's doing great. She has been improving year after year. Um, she knows what it's like to win a tournament. And, you know, she's a hard worker as well. And it's, it's fun to see her athleticism is, is exceptional. And, you know, her backhand has always been there in her forehand. You know, she keeps working on it. And she's a fighter. And, and that's really all you need, fighting to the last point, keep grinding out there. And, and you know, she, she's definitely on the right track to, to winning her first major. Yeah, well, you know, I want to ask you about some other changes in your life. You became a new mom in June. How has that been? What's been the biggest change for you? And how are you enjoying married life and being a mom? I mean, I think it's incredible. I thought I knew what hard work was, <laughs> <laughs> but having a baby, um, it's a full-time job, and she's, she's amazing. I mean, she actually sleeps through the night, which we've been very fortunate with. That is amazing. Yes, <laughs> but she has so much energy. She doesn't want to sit still. She's crawling everywhere. As soon as we look the other way, she's already trying to climb up on the couch or out the window or something. So uh, she keeps us busy, but it's so much fun. It's so rewarding, and I mean, she's just such a cutie. When she looks at you and smiles it just melts my heart <laughs> baby, baby olivia we're seeing a bunch of photos right here uh, how's dave as a dad oh uh, he's great he actually uh is daddy daycare today okay. so uh he's doing great i think it's uh it's an even bigger change for for the guy you know yeah. just trying to connect and but he's done an amazing job and and he's so great with her she loves her and he wants her to play golf so he brings really? her on the okay. golf course all the time i was gonna ask that i was like okay you're gonna put a tennis racket in her hand it's gonna be a basketball but you're going golf well she has a mean forehand already. We have these, <laughs> some of these tennis rackets, and she has a fast arm. So, um, so I don't know. Tennis, golf. David wants it to be golf, so we'll see. Uh, either way, a lot of athletic genes uh, in, in Olivia. Uh, you've led somewhat of a, a Danish resurgence. I mean, there's some players right now that have looked up to you, uh, whether it's Holgerun, Clara Tossen. What do you think of those two players? I mean, they're playing really well. Uh, if we start with Halka, um, very young player. He has fought his way up. He's played a lot of matches. He is a very hard worker. Um, and, you know, I think we'll see great things from him. I think very technically sound. Uh, with Kla, I think she's been doing great. Obviously beating some great players. And uh, just in Australia, beating Contavade when she was in such a great shape as well. I think just... Straining those matches together uh, multiple times in a row, I think, will come with experience. But, I mean, it's fun to see. And we're a small, small country, so every time we get some good players coming up, we cheer for them. Legos and tennis, right? We're adding tennis to the mix right now. Uh, yesterday, we saw you, Pam, and Lindsay on the three-shot. And it was like you all were texting in the morning about what to wear that day. It, it, was this planned? <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely not planned, but uh, it was perfect, right? It was, uh... You love when a plan comes together and you didn't even plan it. I mean, the perfect coordination, yeah. all in the same color family. I think we all were like, we want to wear bright colors. It's, it's, like a, it's a later day match. Let's brighten it up. <laughs> all right, well, ho hopefully... Pam and Lindsay are watching, and they've got their green for today because, you know, Caro's setting the table here. Uh, it's fantastic to have you as part of our family. You're doing a fantastic job, and uh, we look forward to your call later today.
Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Caroline Wozniacki joining Tennis Channel and here with us on TC Live. We are leading up to the top of the hour. Andy Murray taking on Taro Daniel for the third time this year. One win apiece, but the Brit going for career win number 700 today. We'll be right back. And welcome back on TC Live. Steve, Chanda, Paul with you here. Some emotional stuff going down on site yesterday. Marta Kostiuk won a three-setter. Uh, nothing compared to the battle in her country. This match point against Marina Zanevska. By the way, Zanevska was born in Ukraine, has her parents who still live there. And after this match, Chanda, an, an emotional, long embrace. Kostiuk said after the match she would support a ban on players from Russia and Belarus. It's been incredible when you look at how the tour, how the tennis world has banded together to support every player from the Ukraine, even players who have family there, who have been affected by the war going on. We heard uh, from Diana Yastrzemska yesterday. Steve, you had a fantastic interview with her. So emotional. But to hear about everything that these players, these families are going through, it's heartbreaking. And we just hope that this support can carry over, can continue to create positive vibes, create maybe positive change, uh, and, and a call to action that we heard Diana Yastrzemska make yesterday as well. It, it's been incredibly difficult, but also heartwarming to see that kind of support. Yeah, I'm still trying to recover from your interview uh, yesterday with Diana Yastrzemska. I mean, we so quickly lose perspective on life sometimes when we're up here talking about someone's bad forehand or someone lost a tough match. Uh, you have millions of people fighting for their lives, and you see these families just torn apart. And, and you see these kids. These are kids. These are young women and young men that are out all by themselves all over the world trying to compete. So you see some of these images, and you see some of the heartwarming stuff that Chanda's talking about and the possibility that can come from it and the ability for people to unite and come together. Look, I've been around a long time. I've never seen in all my years of tennis Every governing body in tennis come together to do anything. Mm. They at least made a statement together about what was going on for the Ukraine. And let's hope that some of that sentiment just keeps to grow, keeps growing and growing. In the meantime, we have to do everything we can for our family tennis members from the Ukraine to give them the support that they need. Yeah, Diana gave me this, uh, the pin with the Ukrainian colors on it, wearing it today, the Ukrainian flag behind us, and uh, her truth, so powerful. Uh, you can see that full interview with Diana Yastrzemska on all of Tennis Channel's social media channels. You can also follow this event right here throughout the two weeks on TC. We got you covered, TC Live, 1 p.m. Eastern every single day, leading up to first ball, the night session at 9 p.m. Eastern, and of course, we're 24-7, so encore coverage all the way leading up to Tennis Channel Live the next morning. Time now for our DraftKings match preview. Today, Allison Risk, Garbina Muguruza. Mugu, the heavy favorite, about 74% here at minus 350. However, she has lost her last two matches to Allison Risk. So what do you think of this, Chanda? Yeah, I still would pick Muguruza as the favorite, the form she has been in. She is a major champion two times over, had a terrific ending uh, to last year, and a nice start you know, mixed in uh, this year as well. And I think overall, this the conditions here will suit her. Court's a little bit slower. I mean, Muguruza doesn't mind a faster court, but Risk, with her aggressive style, I think Muguruza will have the chance to out hit her at times and will be very comfortable into the rallies. She likes to target as well, Muguruza, so Risk is going to have to be very strategic about how she comes into the net. I think overall, you still got to give Muguruza the edge in this match, but I think it'll be a little bit of a battle. Yeah, I give Muguruza the edge as well, but for Ali Risk, when she plays good hard court or fast court tennis, it's not fun to play against her because she can hit the ball through the court flat and early and take your time away. The grittiness of this court may a bit of an, be a bit of an issue for Ali Risk. She's got to find a way to be proactive and be the one that's dictating the points early on, but uh, going to be a good challenge, particularly if the wind's blowing, which as uh, my app has told me is going to be happening <laughs> later. Did I mention my app today? Or? You, have. you haven't, Steve. I I need him to mention I'll, it I'll again. Let later. him mention it I'll again. I'll bring it up later in the show. Paul Anacone weather app. pcom.com.weather.au.gov.org. Stuff. Yeah. Sorry. Go it's ahead, free, by the way. 
It is. Right. Yeah. $100, though, for 265 That's a good bet on Alley Risk. Let's take a look at our parlay special, the DraftKings parlay special of the day. Uh, from yesterday, if you had taken all the underdogs, you would have made out big because all of the favorites lost. Q went down to Bozkova. Bolter lost to Paulini. And Begu fell to Sinyakova. Sometimes, Steve, it's just tennis, and you never know what's going to happen. We can plug in all the numbers we want. We can look at you know recent form, but sometimes on the day, it just doesn't happen. And with the wind as well, as things picked up, you can kind of say it's all a toss-up. All right, well, that was day two. Let's check out the Daily Special today presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. You win this parlay if all three outcomes occur. $100 gets you 500 Andy Murray. Needs to win by at least four games against Taro Daniel. Tennis Sandgren can't do the same thing against Botik van de And then Brandon Nakashima against Adrian Manorino. So he's got to win by at least two games. What are the chances that, that this one works out, Paul? This is, a, this is a tricky one, right? Brandon Nakashima recently lost to Manorino. Murray and Daniel had split. So just in those two matches alone, it's a little bit of a head scratcher. And look, that's why uh, you rolled the balls out there. So it's going to be a <laughs> like lot trying of fun. to win 500. Yeah, I mean, that's why you, you got to ramp it up like that, right? Yeah, I mean, the right. DraftKings, our friends at DraftKings know a little more about this stuff than we do. But let the games begin, gang. So with this, you've got to bet all three. Yeah, you got it's a parlay. So parlay means together. all three together. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm feeling Steve that. Weissman, Mr. Vegas. <laughs> let's, let's get the dice going. Let's get on the craps table. Uh, looking forward to all three of those matches. You can see them on Tennis Channel and TC+. And a reminder to download the DraftKings app. Right now, new customers can bet $1, win 100 if any point is won. If you're not in a sportsbook state, download any of the apps and play for thousands every day in DraftKings free-to-play pools. Use that code POINT when you sign up. And this year, we've got the full Indian Wells experience. Five different ways to catch the action from the desert. Right here on Tennis Channel, our Bally Regional Sports Networks, Leif Shires, Tracy Austin, Jan Michael Gamble. You got T2, Arnold, on your Samsung TV, TC Plus, and Tennis.com. Leading up to the top of the hour, first ball, back after this. Anacone, Ruben Weissman back on TC Live. Ten minutes to first ball. Shelby Rogers had all the feels during her match last night. Had a match point to win in straight sets. Then was on the brink of defeat, Chanda. Yeah, it, this was a topsy-turvy match. Parizas Diaz really showing fight at the end of that second set to keep herself in the match and completely turned the tables. Got getting a 5-1 in that third, but credit to Shelby Rogers after not capitalizing on the match point in the second and getting so far down in the third. She kept the belief, battled back, got to 5-all. This would go to a third set tie break. And again, this match was back and forth, but in the end, it was the firepower of Shelby Rogers. She was attacking behind her serve, attacking first serve returns, and that really came through big in the third set tiebreak. What a win. That's a good feeling when you can battle back to win a match. Almost twice had to win it. 29-year-old going to face the 10th seed, Yelena Ostapenko. You think Shelves is fired up? Let's go! Getting a big-time win at Indian Wells. How about Chris Eubanks taking on Max Cressy? Eubanks joining the TC fam for a week in April, but first... Paul taking care of business on the court. Oh, yeah, this is power tennis at its finest. So tough in these conditions to play tennis like this. A lot of power, not a lot of margin. And Chris Eubanks down a set and a couple of match points right here. How about returning on match point? And right here rips the backhand right at Cressy, gets an unforced error. Here at 6-5, comes forward, bumps the forehand volley down the line. That saves number two. And how about one more just for the heck of it, returning serve. What a great return at the feet of Cressy. And let's not forget last year, Cressy had match points in the match he lost as well. Chris Eubanks hangs in there, wins that third set. You think he's pumped, guys? I think he's got ice in the veins. I'll tell you what, he was just telling us how icy those veins were feeling. He did a great job in the third set, did not lose his serve, got the early break and sealed it right there with the big one up the tee. Great week so far for our good friend and future team member, Mr. Chris Eubanks. Money in the banks. Chris coming through with the win. He'll take on Casper Rude next. Some other results. 
Mackie McDonald into round two for the third time here. How about Jack Sock? Couple of breadsticks. And J.J. Wolf going to have some fun stuff to talk about on my tennis life. Six and two American men on the courts here yesterday. Jack Sock. Does that, does that one stand out to you? I mean, he hasn't been playing a lot of tennis, been struggling, and to get a win like that? Yeah, it was a bit of a surprise, but it, it was nice to see Jack Sock playing, you know, so confidently playing comprehensive tennis. And to get through that easily, uh, that is a good sign for him. He's got a lot of weapons, Jack Sock, mm-hmm. putting it together again. Yeah, just got to get the match reps under his belt, get comfortable match situations, get uh, used to day-in, day-out singles matches at this level. Look, he has got an awesome amount of talent. We've been talking about it for years, so he gets everything going. Look out. Former world number eight, and he's playing doubles here with John Isner. So looking forward to that. Indian Wells always has some great doubles matchups. Let's enter the social net here on TC Live. Novak Djokovic is back on court. Just a different kind of court. How about this? Sitting courtside for a hoops game and and, uh, shows off those Paul Anacone dribbling skills. What do you think? Does he? So he gets a good handle or what? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, let's check out the handle. No? Yes? There we go. Let's see. (laughs) <laughs> He's got the sweaty hands like you, Paul. Exactly. I need to turn a grip on my uh, microphone here. But I'll tell you what, Novak is a tremendous talent. Good to see him out and about. And hopefully we'll see him on our tennis court soon. That would be good. Yes, anytime we can see Novak, it's good. He's going to miss Indian Wells. He is going to miss Miami. But we expect to see him potentially Monte Carlo and Rome. Yeah, it would be great to see him back out. I mean, think about all the tennis that's been played this year. Not bad, getting a few basketball dribbles thrown in the mix. How's your handle, Steve? Oh, it's good. That's yeah. about all I can do. But You got the handle. I got huh? the handle. I don't have the size, but I got the handle. Outside, right? got the outside. It's, yeah, outside, yeah. yeah, threes. I can dish the rock. All right. That's why I'm in this seat, right? Okay. Point guard That's style. right. You're a great assist guy. The greatest Not a big score. Guy. Just <laughs> got to love it. the rock. I like it. Yeah. That's what we have for you on our regional sports networks. And T2 today, Igor Sviantek, Angelina Kalinina, Tracy Austin, Leif Shiras on the call, 2 p.m. Eastern. And then Benoit Paire, entertaining match against Dominic Kepfer. We'll wrap up the show, preview these matches coming up today when we come back. Another hot day in the desert. Day three of the BNP Paribas Open at Indian Wells. The wind is churning. So we're we're producing a lot of energy here in the desert. If you ever come to Palm Springs, you see those big windmills going. And and how about the wind affecting this ace from Maxime Presseball? I mean, how about the skills necessary to do that? He says, I'm just going to nick it off the top of my frame. and create so much spin into the wind, I'm going to make it bounce back into the net. Guys, this is the slowest ace ever recorded on the professional tour. It has been miraculous. We've tracked it with our friends at Hawkeye. Look at the trajectory and arc on this serve. Bounces and then bounces back into the net. 26 miles per hour. Taylor Fritz, you better be watching this hot shot. Taylor Fritz loves to do the lefty serve in the ad court. Other outside of the racket. Show me that, T. Fritz. Then you got some game, big man. That, that's what I do on a regular basis, miss, miss hit serve. So, you know, that, oh, that wasn't on purpose? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I thought that was a strategic. <laughs> you guys didn't tell me that wasn't yeah, on purpose. How do purpose. you teach that? How do you teach that's that? That's a lot of work right there. <laughs> uh, here's our featured matches today, starting with Andy Murray and Taro Daniel on Stadium One. We've got Emma Raducanu, the reigning U.S. Open champion. Looking forward to Ali Risk, Arbenia Muguruza. Good to see Coco Goff out here for her first match. Brandon Nakashima, Madison Keys, late night against Misaki Doi. Let's run through him. Jim Courier, by the way, is back tonight in the broadcast booth with us here at Tennis Channel. But first up, let's talk Claire Liu, Coco Goff, a couple of young Americans. Coco turning 18 on Sunday. Will she still be in the singles draw on her birthday, Chanda? I think the chances are yes. Uh, I think Coco Goff has too much experience, too much firepower uh, for Claire Liu, who's looking to win her, for the first time, win back-to-back tour-level mm. matches. That is going to be a tough ask. She got through a nice match in her first round. She does maybe have a little advantage having played a match already on these courts. But certainly Coco Goff, she's already showing such poise this year. She's had some nice wins, trying to build. Uh, definitely give her the advantage. Yeah, it's nice to see 
see Clear get through that first round match and have an opportunity against Coco. Coco, we've been talking about for so long. Even Caro uh, was intimating, it feels like we've been talking about her for years and years already. She plays great tennis. Good opportunity for Claire Lou, I think, to break the, the jinx that we talked about two, two matches in a row. But against Coco, it's going to be about what she does. It's on Coco Golf's racket. If she serves well and the forehand's firing, she's going to decide what happens. Claire has won a singles match. Coco has already won a doubles match. Her and Katie McNally got that going, and they are fantastic. On the doubles court, Coco, the youngest player in the top 100. Another teenager in action today. Chanda, you're calling this match. Emma Raducanu, Caroline Garcia. You've read all the notes. You've done all the research. What have you learned? Have I, Steve? Don't call me out like that. <laughs> no, I know you have. I, I, saw I know you, you're I working. Saw you I know you're working. I'm, I'm working here. I'm working here. No, this will be an interesting match because it's another opportunity for Emma Raducanu to play the kind of tennis we've seen her play on the hard courts, a little slower conditions. I think she wouldn't mind that per se. But Carolyn Garcia, she has been impressive. A little mini resurgence. She was a top five player four in the world. Uh, so you know she understands how to play in these big match situations. I give Garcia a bit of the advantage. She came back from 4-2 down in the third against Yastrzemska. So, you know, feeling, I think, a little more relaxed and confident in her game. So it'll be a tough battle, but I'm going to go with Garcia on this one. All right, well, we'll go, let's go from one Brit, Emirata yep. to another Brit. Another major champion. Yeah, let's Great talk Britain. about Andy Murray. There he is, getting ready to go down the court, playing Taro Daniel, trying to break the tie. Each guy's won a match this year. Taro Daniel took Andy out down in, Austrian, uh, down in Australia, and he returned the favor in Doha. So going to be really interesting to see how, uh, how things go. Andy Murray going to start up with Lendl soon, I believe, in Miami. Mark Hilton's here helping Andy Murray this week. But for Daryl Daniel, he's got enough information from two matches to hopefully Hopefully have a good game plan. Edge to Andy Murray, though. Do we go back of the golf cart, front of the golf cart? What's, what's the good luck, Chanda? I do back because I don't want to be bothered with anybody. <laughs> you just do my own thing. I'm going to do my own myself. thing. I'm going to look out in my own direction. All right, Paul, what do you think? <laughs> I go back seat, put the ear pods on, do Snapgram, chat videos, Insta, <laughs> Insta tweet, all kinds Insta-tweet. of stuff. Insta tweet. Yeah. I like Insta- it. You're like Bill Belichick. You have no clue. But I, Paul actually does have a clue about t- social media. No, no, no. Tic Tacs are my best <laughs> thing. I'm, you are good at You t- and Taylor Townsend have the Tic Tacs t- down. Tic Tacs, baby. <laughs> all right, that'll do it for TC Live today. Day. For Paul and Chanda, I'm Steve. We will be with you throughout the day for all the interviews and updates right here at the BNP Paribas desk. But when we come back, it'll be Brett Haber and the Bryan brothers, Mike and Bob, in the booth for our first singles match of the day on Stadium One as Andy Murray takes on Taro Daniel. How about the fact that Murray is looking for win number 700 in his career? That's amazing. 700. 700. Seven zero zero. He's a legend. That is Andy Murray. No, that's Tara Daniel. That, that is Tara Daniel. <laughs> Not 700 for him. Not yet. Could be a good day for him, though. He but he could keep Andy on 699. Four years ago in Istanbul from Japan, Tara Daniel. Nice reception for the Japanese star. And then how about, let's listen in as Andrew Krasny introduces the former world number one. He's a two-time Olympic gold medalist and our finalist here in 2009 from Great Britain, Andy Murray. The fans love him. Andy Murray taking the court first on today, so doesn't have to deal with a lot of those wind conditions that we'll see later today. Smart move, Andy. Hope to see you on the desk later. It's Brett and the Bryans after this.